Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Football's right around the corner. Get in on the action with the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And with the NFL returning, DraftKings is giving new customers $200 in free bets instantly when you bet $1 or more on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 or more on any week one game and receive $200 in free bets instantly. If Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contest. And for week one, DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Nothing adds to the excitement of watching a game quite like having a free shot at a $1 million top prize. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game and get a free shot at a million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? I'm pretty good overall. I feel a little tired for some reason. Don't know why I did a whole lot of nothing, slept decently, but just, I don't know, feel, feel a little tired. How you doing? I am awesome. And really, I'm just kind of amped right now because I've been sitting in a car all day driving back from Grand Rapids and I just wanted to get out of the car. I got a lot of energy. My Bengals are on in 15 minutes. I am so amped. Uh, got a little bit of stuff to do here after the show and while I'm watching the Bengals game, but overall I'm doing very well and the complete opposite of you. I am absolutely wired, even though I had no energy drinks, no coffee, no nothing, but I'm ready to go. Yeah, it must be nice. I've, I had a sandwich for lunch. I don't know if I've had a sip of any liquid today. Um, so I've got like nothing into my body. It's, you know, almost 4 PM. I, I should probably work on that. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. You, you can get one of your Starbucks like we were talking about on the last episode. Just go get a $14 Starby drink. Uh, as long as I get a cake pop too. 
cake pop. Chase. <laughs> However he does it. Um, TikTok trend, if you're not aware. All right, Chase, for the show today, we're going to be talking a lot of news. We're going to start with the Jesper Kakaniemi stuff because it's excellent and makes the offseason so much more fun. Uh, then we're going to be talking some other news, and we're going to look at the World of Chell deep dive that we are obviously staying up to date with the NHL 22 uh, series that they're doing a little deep dive. They released the world of shell one today. So we were able to watch a little bit of that and we're going to talk about that, see what we'd like, what we don't like, etc. But let's start with Jesper, Jesper Kakaniami. Yes. Yes. Barry Kakaniami. There, there we, we go. go. We got it out. He signs a $6.1 million one year offer sheet with the Carolina hurricanes. And I love it because it's kind of, like the most petty thing on the planet, Carolina, they matched the offer that Montreal sent to Sebastian Ajo last year. So they're like, all right, we're going to offer shoot one of your players now. It is the most petty thing ever, especially when you're doing this literally just to be petty. Uh, sure, Kakinami is a good player and, and he's someone who's going to help your team, but he's not a $6 million player at this point in his career. Like it, it's, it's pretty proven. Montreal was looking to offer him about the $2.6 million a year range over, over two years or like each year over two years. Um, I would pay him a little more than that and just, you know, cause like he was a high pick and he has been playing in the NHL. You give him like a, you know, like a three, three and a half million dollar bridge deal and you're good to go. But they the offer him $6 million, you know, it, it's, it's a little, it's a little bit much for me. It, it'd be essentially giving up a first and a third. And I don't think I would trade a first and a third for Jesper Kakinemi right now. So, you know, when you look at it that way, the trade-off's not very worth it. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it, it's been some, some pretty funny stuff before we get to that part. What did you think on the value? I also agree. It's a little bit high. Um, I think that around the three and a half would probably be where I put him. I, I agree that Montreal offered a little bit less than ideal, but because he's a young player and he still has some stuff to prove, uh, I'd be okay with giving him around that three and a half million range. Yeah, that's kind of, I think it's kind of where a lot of people are. So definitely makes sense. And then when you kind of see the stuff, how the, like the Canes Twitter, how they've been uh, acting, you know, they, they're a pretty fun follow for the hockey world. They are very active. They're, they're always, you know, tweeting random stuff and engaging with uh, their, what's it called? Their viewers, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. So they're, they're always, you know, very engaging. Uh, they, they, they've been kind of just mocking Montreal this whole time. They've been, uh, you know, just kind of rephrasing things that they said last time around when they offered Ajo, saying that, you know, this time Kakanyemi uh, sees the young team that they're building in Carolina. He wants to be here, um, you know, like all, the, all this type of stuff. It, it, it is really awesome. It's enjoyable. I love offer sheet madness. It happens so rarely that whenever it does happen, you just got to sit back and enjoy it. It needs to happen more in the NHL because it is so enjoyable, like you said. And the one thing that I love here is it seemed like Kakanyemi was not a part of the future plans for Montreal, or at least that's what the benching of him in the Stanley Cup Finals said to me and if that's the case and they for some reason match this offer they wouldn't be able to trade him they have to wait a year to actually be able to trade him and at that point his contract's up yet again so really it's just a a a situation where Montreal just needs to take a step back and be like hey even though Carolina's doing this just to get back at us like it's probably the best case scenario at this point you take that first and third and you move on um Montreal's really not a team that's in a spot to contend for very long, if even any longer than they did last year, because last year was kind of, you know, a bit of a surprise, I guess is the way to put it. So you take the first and third, sure, you're losing a young guy, but he's someone who should have never been taken as high as he was anyway. Uh, he, he's never going to be that type of player. So 
if you can get, you know, a, a decent value in the upcoming drafts, you can, uh, you know, properly draft and develop and kind of, you know, get things turning in the right direction for the rebuild like you should be, then it works out better anyway. Uh, I know Montreal fans don't want to hear that. I know that means Bergman probably loses his job if that were to happen. But at the end of the day, this is the card that so the, the, these are the cards you've been dealt. You got to work with it. And with us almost assuming that Carolina will be landing Kakaniemi, I got to ask, what are the chances that Kakaniemi has this resurgence in his career? Not even really a resurgence, but he kind of reaches his potential more than he did so on Montreal. You got players like Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov coming back on his eight-year deal. A lot of talented players over there. What are the chances Kakaniemi sees a boost in his numbers? He very well has the, the ability to be a consistent 50-60 point scorer in the NHL. Not really much more than that. If he scores more than that, it's going to be because of the help around him, and it's not going to be because of the play that he's driving. So I think, you know, in, in like Carolina, he's got enough, you know, talented teammates around him where he could do that. So I don't, I don't think it's a bad landing spot for him at all. Um, it's probably one of the better places that he could have been offered to be honest, I would say. But, like, he's never going to be some superstar player. He was, he was never drafted. Um, you know, Montreal thought he'd be a superstar. Nobody else in, you know, any world thought he was going to be, though. So he, he could easily be a 56, 50, 60 point type of guy, you know, just a consistent score, a good player in your lineup. It's a similar situation to the Barrett Hayden pick. Everyone was like, wait, what? There, there was better <laughs> players on the board. Did we what miss something here? So that, uh, he, he's he been a terrible NHL or two, Barrett Hayden. Oh, my God. What a terrible pick. Well, that's uh, probably why Arizona's getting kicked out of their stadium, their arena. Yeah, no shit. All right, well, let's talk about Jack Eichel now, Chase. Jack Eichel, he switches agents. Also, there was a rumor tweeted out that maybe, just maybe, he's got his hockey sticks with him and he's going elsewhere. Yeah, so he is on a flight right now to Montreal, apparently. He got his hockey sticks in hand. He is, you know, he just changed his agents. Pat Brisson uh, is his new agent. He has a lot of agents in Montreal, close relationship there. So everything's just falling into place. And now he's going to Montreal for Biosteel Camp. BioSteel, do their, they do their camp every year. It's a lot of top, you know, NHL players. Um, there's a lot of top athletes just go and kind of, you know, represent the brand and just kind of skate together. So that, that's what's happening. He's not going to Montreal. There's no trade happening. Uh, we would hear a little more about actual trade rumblings picking up if there were to be something happening. So, you know, you, you're, you're going to hear something more prominent um, building up, leading up to a, a potential Jack Eichel trade. He certainly will not be moving to Montreal right now. Yeah, I sure hope something happens here soon. I Like, even if this is the case where this is the, the part where it's leading up to it, which probably not a great idea because you were just talking about how Montreal, they should probably just look to start to rebuild again, and they're not really in that type of situation. So it really wouldn't make sense for Eichel to go there. But anyways, I want Eichel to be moved tonight, tomorrow, I don't know, soon, because him on Buffalo is just cancer for him, cancer for the Sabres, and cancer for all of us fans. Yes, it is. It, it really sucks. It just, you know, sucking the life out of him. I, I really hope he can get moved soon, too. I, I really don't know where I want him to go, just somewhere else. Absolutely. All right, Chase, let's talk about the Olympics now. And, uh, you know, the NHL players, sounds like they're going to be in the Olympics, right? We, we That deal was finalized? Well, um, it's it's still no, nothing's guaranteed there. It, it sounds, yeah, it seems more um, like likely that's going to happen. Like the, right now, the NHL schedule is planned for the Olympic break. So that okay, news perfect. is promising. Um, we'll know probably here in the next couple of weeks for sure. Because uh, camps have, they camps normally happen in the summer for the Olympics. They kind of guys, get guys getting together, get an idea who might be on the team. 
uh, looks like it's not going to be happening. And even with COVID, if the, they were for sure going to the Olympics, might not have been happening anyway. So they, they really do got to figure it out, though, because teams and rosters are going to start getting picked going forward. Regardless, the stage is set, though. We've got 12 teams. Uh, groups A, B, and C all, all finalized. The Olympic qualifiers were just being played. There's three spots up for grabs. You know, there's eight teams that are always getting in the top eight teams, according to the IIHF. Then there's the host team that always gets in if they're not one of those eight teams this year. It's China, so China gets in. So three spots were up for grabs. Ends up getting taken by Slovakia, Latvia, and Denmark. Uh, you know, France, Norway, um, Italy, Poland. There are a couple teams trying to fight to get in. Uh, Korea as well, but no luck. Those teams make instead. So Group A, we got is what's probably, you know, the, the most stacked of the groups. And Team Canada, Team USA, Team Germany, and Team China. Group B is the Olympic athletes of Russia, because I think they're still technically banned. The Czech Republic, Switzerland, and uh, Denmark. And then Group C is Finland, Sweden, Slovakia, and Latvia. So there's there's some interesting groupings here. Group A is definitely going to be, you know, the, the fun group, the, the tough group to watch. But it, it could be interesting for... You know, this group B, um, you know, Russia is the, really the main competition here and Czech Republic's a good team as well. But this could be one where, you know, Switzerland plays well. Maybe they sneak out. Yeah. And group C is one I'm actually looking at, too, because I really like Sweden and Finland. They obviously have a lot of talent there, but I really like Slovakia as well. A, a country that really has kind of simmered down just a little bit with producing talent. But in the next coming years, they've got a lot of talent coming up. So a team that. Uh, who knows? We might be able to see a young player in there in the lineup. If not, it's still going to be a fun team to watch. And the one thing that I take away from these groupings, I feel so bad for China. They're the home country and they're just going to get torched by the U.S. and Canada. And we know how good Germany has been over the past couple of years, too, with how much talent they've been producing. China might get worked harder than South Korea did. Um, like... South Korea got worked pretty hard. China's a bigger country. They have the KHL team where they're hoping to get dual citizenships. But from what I've heard, there actually is uh, problems with the Chinese government not granting those citizenships right now. So if they can't get the guys like Brandon Yip, the the Foo brothers, uh, you know, Zach Ewan, these guys who are prominent players over on Kunlin Red Star and are looking to play for Team China, they're going to get fucked up is a nice way to put it. That is the nicest way I could put it. If they can't get those guys, they're going to be losing games 20 to nothing. Because China just does not have talented hockey players. They've had one Chinese player ever drafted, Andong Song, and that guy is literally the worst prospect ever drafted. Taro, Taro or like that that's Taro Sujimoto guy, the, the made up Korean drafted in the eighties is better than Andong Song. Like he, Oh no. <laughs> yeah, China Chinese hockey is it is getting better. There's some good young players, nobody near NHL level. It is getting better. But right now, like they will just get obliterated if they can't get any of those imports and they'll still lose by a lot when they get the imports, too. You know, I think the Chinese government, they probably want to put on a good showing when it comes to the Olympics. It's literally a world stage of sports, but they're having trouble getting the dual citizenship worked out within the government. I don't know. That's uh, that's got to be tough. Yeah, it's it's such a strange situation. Like. Just, you know, I, I sure you want your own guys, but at the end of the day, all these guys that are trying to play for China are of Asian descent, too. So, like, Brandon Yep and, and Spencer Fu, like the Fu brothers, those guys are all Chinese descent. Zachary Yu, and he's Chinese descent. They want to play for their for this country. Just let them do it. Like, like they'll be very good players. Um, you know, Brandon Yip played in the NHL for quite a few years. Spencer Fu was a, that borderline guy. Like, they can, they can do it. Just accept him. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's move on to some Tampa Bay Lightning news. Yes, surprising. It's the first time we're talking about the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, geez, I feel like at least two weeks, we finally got some news. 
That is August 28th is now declared Stephen Stamkos Day in Markham, Ontario. Yeah, so the uh, hometown of Stephen, Stephen Stamkos, of course. So this was, you know, just announced obviously yesterday uh, as of us recording because that would be August 28th on Saturday. Uh, you know, it, it's cool. Good, good for him. He's probably, you know, the most prominent, if not one of the most prominent name, names from Markham. So that's it, kind of a cool thing to do. You, you know, you can go back, live in your your hometown, and all of a sudden there's just a whole ass day dedicated to you. It's pretty cool. Absolutely. And then next up, Kaylee Chelio steps down from the Tampa Bay Lightning as their digital reporter. Yeah, so uh, she was with the team for five years. Kaylee Chelios, you know, Tampa Lightning fans, you're definitely familiar with her. The daughter of Chris Chelios, uh, she is stepping down. She's going to become a full-time mother. So, you know, good luck to her uh, with best ventures going forward. She is always enjoyable to, you know, to watch and listen to and pay attention to during Tampa Lightning games and events. But, you know, best wishes going forward. And I've never been a mother, and I, I don't think I'll ever be a mother, <laughs> but I have heard that motherhood is the most rewarding job, per se. So congrats to her. Hopefully she has a phenomenal time with her young ones and uh, has a, a great future going forward. Finally, the and Tampa r- Bay r- Lightning. R- real, quick, ahead, real, quick, real quick, real quick, real quick, Because I remember how I was repping an Andong song, um, I because like I've I've looked at the stats before and it's been a while so I want to go back and look at them, I you know I I don't want to rip on the guy like too much because like I mean he, he's the one that got thrown in the situation but at the end of the day he was a six round pick in 2015, um he Who drafted him that was the Islanders after being drafted he proceeded to play a year of prep hockey where he put up eight points in 27 games then two years in the USHL where through a hundred games he had a goal and two assists. He's been at Cornell going into his fourth year and has yet to play a single game at Cornell. Oh, so he's produced mightily. Yeah, like, I, so it's a cool story that, you know, this Chinese-born kid was able to get drafted to the NHL, but, like, like c- come on, you, you know, just drafted after him. Uh, Marcus Nudivara, Matt Roy, those are two defensemen who have played NHL games and been prominent defenders. Sammy Niku is someone who's up and coming as well. Even Stephen Lorenz, who's been getting into games for Carolina, like those guys are all drafted after. I like, like, come on, like, like, I, I don't, I don't care about the the headline grabber. That was just such a bad, bad draft decision. Yeah, I, I kind of understand it wanting to expand the game, um, but you gotta believe in your system to be able to allow this guy to reach like big potential. And I, I don't know if that was ever there. So no, not at all. All right. Well, let's talk about the Tampa Bay lightning preseason schedule. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games. I had to count them out. Seven <laughs> games here. And, uh, we don't have a home game until September 30th. Yeah. You know, no, nothing wrong with that. Um, just, it's, I mean, it's only the second game of preseason is, is our first home game anyway, so it's all, all good in the hood. But, yeah, starting September 28th, uh, we'll be going to the Hurricanes. You'll see a couple NHL guys. It'll be, you know, a lot of American League uh, junior guys that, that are playing in those games. The first, you know, two or three games, really. Uh, you'll be seeing those guys. And then next, we have the Predators at home, then the Hurricanes at home, then we go to the Predators, and then we play the Panthers for the final three. The first two at home, the final one in uh, Sunrise, so... The dates of the games are September 28th in Carolina, September 30th in Tampa, October 1st and 2nd, or October 1st, excuse me, in Tampa, October 2nd in Nashville, October 5th and 7th in Tampa, and then October 9th in Sunrise. Kind of weird to play only three teams through our seven preseason games, but the three games to end it with the Panthers, you gotta love that. Yeah, it's a good way to kind of, you know, ramp things up for the season because 
the final preseason game, they only play 10 days later for the first regular season matchup too. So they'll, you know, they'll be facing each other four times in a two week span. Um, it won't be all the NHL guys, but that final preseason game will be a pretty good chunk of them. It'll be maybe one or two guys still trying to fight for a spot that won't be in the lineup when they play uh, for the regular season game. But you know, it'll be a lot of those same guys. And I'm super happy too, because this means that hockey is back on track, back on track to their normal schedule. We know that the end of two seasons ago, the playoffs and everything that had to get pushed back pretty far this past season started in January. So finally going to be back on track for the NHL. We knew that was their plan all along uh, back on track and excited to see a normal slate, a normal schedule from October till about June. So it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. All right, well, let's finally talk about NHL 22 and the deep dive they did in World of Chell. So I watched a little bit of it before coming onto the show. I wasn't able to finish it completely. Uh, as you heard earlier on in the show, I was basically on the road all day coming back from Grand Rapids. Uh, give me your initial thoughts of the entire trailer, and then I'll tell you what I saw and what I liked and what I didn't. All right, so... You know, visually, I, I like what we're getting here. The menus seem a lot more fluid. I kind of like how it's just not kind of a plain background. You know, you can see your, your team's rink in the background. It looks kind of cool. Um, nothing too crazy. I like how these X Factors being incorporated. I was a little wary on it at first, um, but, you know, I, I, I definitely like the way that they're going to be incorporated here. You get all these ability slots. Um, you're not necessarily going to be able to, like, progress your guys' ranks like I know you wanted them to, but it's still kind of a way to offer more customization and still keep it kind of balanced. So, I'm not completely against it. I'm definitely interested to try it out. Um, I just really hope that, you know, what if, if you're like, say you're, you know, you're playing a bunch of games in a row and all of a sudden you have like 10 hockey bags collected and they don't take a long time to open, but just sit there and open 10 bags. You know, you could have gotten a full period or something done of a game. Uh, I don't know. They didn't show anything about that. Just like with how many rewards and random shit that get thrown to you. They need to make it an easier way for you to just kind of open all bags up at one time. I'm sure there's nothing like that, but that's really the only thing I have that really jumps out. I also feel like, and this is my pessimistic outlook on World of Chell over the past couple of years, I felt like opening the bags wasn't very rewarding. I didn't get a lot of stuff that I actually used. So I that that's my, uh, I guess, um, response to what you are just talking about with the hockey bags. So... Some of the things I saw, they were talking about how if you join a lobby, you can still do stuff like you're not limited to just sitting in the locker room. Uh, it's a good upgrade. At the same time, I feel like that probably should have been a thing a long while ago. Uh, another one is they talked about the progression system and fans wanted to be able to customize their guy more within their ratings and everything. And they said, well, don't worry. We brought back all your favorite uh, classes or whatever, like sniper, playmaker. And I'm like, who has been telling you that they love these archetypes? Like, I, I don't know about anyone else. Please let me know. If you're out there listening right now and you play NHL and you love World of Chell, you love EA Sports Hockey League, please let me know. Because I feel like within our friend group, and me specifically, since they brought in this archetype thing where you can only customize your guys so much based on the archetypes, the game's gone completely downhill. So when they said, we're bringing back your favorite archetypes, don't worry. I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, there was a poll. Um, it was well over a year ago. I think it was leading into NHL um, 21. Um, that I think it was Clappy who put it up. He says, so what, what do you guys prefer? And then it was two options, um, NHL 14 progression style or NHL 20 player builds. 
and NHL 14 progression was winning the poll vote 80% percent to 20 percent so it was very clear the majority wanted that they tried to find some sort of happy medium between the two I think it shouldn't have been a happy medium it should have been you know dominated like 75 80 percent of um the progression thing and then 20 percent of these x-factor stuff like still make it um what I think would have worked is don't make the people so like when you first started out they were incredibly low overalls um in the old system make them so they have a higher you know like base floor but also make their ceiling only to a certain point until you add on the x-factors and the x-factors can let you exceed you know if say your guy has a maxed like cap speed of, of 85 and uh, the X-Factor can let you put that over to 90, for example. I think that's what they should have done. But, you know, this is the route they're going. I'm still interested to try it out. And I'm sure it's going to take a couple of years to fine tune where they want to get it to. But um, hopefully they can figure it out. Yeah, I'll most likely try it out. The the 80 to 20, like, poll, I think should resemble exactly what you were saying. 80% of that NHL 14 style compared to the 20% of the modern day world of Chell style because that's what people want. And I, I get that it's more competitively, competitively sound. You know, if you're going to be putting a league together or something, then these archetypes make more sense than being able to do whatever. But at the same time, it's a video game. I want to have fun. I don't want to be limited to what I have to do. And at this point, that's what I am. I'm limited. And I was watching the video as well. And they, they announced, I, I don't remember what the title of his job was or his name. Uh, you can check it out on their, their, um, deep dive. But the guy who was on, he was like the leader of world at Chell, world of Chell for eight years. And I'm thinking back, I'm like eight years ago was NHL 14. So this guy probably came on for NHL 15 and I don't want to say he was who ruined it, but it hasn't been good since NHL 14 in my mind. No, it's fair. Um, when the archetypes first got added, I didn't mind them because like it was just something new, but eventually it just kind of became the same thing and it definitely, you know, kind of wore out and that is fair. It probably is, you know, a lot of his, his direction. I, I think they're, are taking the right steps of, as I mentioned before though. So going forward, we'll, we'll see how they continue to develop it through future games. Um, hopefully this isn't all they focus on though, because I know you and I desperately want GM connected back. Won't be in this game. Probably won't be in the next game, but maybe in the following game. Who knows? Um, I don't want to keep waiting too much longer for that though. Cause eventually I'm going to get to a point where I'm too busy for, for video games and, um, or like to play them as often as I want to, at least. And if GM connected comes out when I'm too busy, I'm going to be pissed. And the thing is, it, as we're getting busy, as we're moving on into our careers done with school now, if the stuff we want in the game isn't in the game, there's no point in buying it because I don't have time to play just any other game now. Like now exactly. it's the games that we really want to play. We really want to focus on. And that's not going to be the case. Uh, just letting you know, Joe Burrow trotting out on the field right now. going to watch his first play. It's going to be awesome. But uh, um, we can move into hockey name of the day now, Chase. As I don't scroll down because Joe Burrow is about to take his first snap. I'll call it for you. Hikes the ball. Oh, it's, it's just a handoff. Never mind. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we move on down. Hockey name of the day. We have, uh, well, you would think it's Peter, but I'm going to go with Petter. It's going to be Petter Setch. It is Petter, but it's Petter Check. And no, it ain't. It is. If this name is familiar to anybody, it might be because they are a soccer fan. Yeah. Petr Cech is actually a soccer goalie turned professional hockey goalie. Uh, He played. So he played for Arsenal and Chelsea in the Premier League. Uh, He has played before, you know, first in uh, 2019, 2020. And what I think is the fourth level pro league in England. 
So he played hockey growing up and always loved it, but it was obviously a phenomenal soccer goalie. Made a career there, made lots of money. So I was just kind of playing hockey for fun. He's 39 years old, 6'5", you know, 203 pounds. He's a pretty big dude. Uh, when he played in 2019-2020, I don't have a goals against average, but through six games in that league, he had a 934 save percentage and two shutouts. So he's actually a pretty decent hockey goalie, you know. I know it's such a low level. I'd like to see what he could do at a slightly higher level. But being 39 years old, being a soccer goalie, not a whole lot of hockey, you know, technical type of training, I can't imagine he ever gets to that point. I think that is an awesome story, soccer goalie, gone hockey goalie. But at the same time, Chase, I can't help but be incredibly disappointed right now because first pass of the game, it's a screen pass to Jamar Chase, and he drops it. Let's and anyone go. that pays attention to football knows that freaking Jamar Chase has had so many problems dropping the ball, and this was a wide-open screen pass, yet he still didn't catch it. If you want to know more about our frustrations and football, our perspective on football, and my frustrations personally with my own team, the Cincinnati Bengals, you can check us out at the WNP Sports Pod. But again, cool name, cool story. Let's get out of here so I can just cry myself to sleep while watching this game. All right, uh, you know, as always, and thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us there. We'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at Bolts Broadcast, that's at Bolts Broadcast. You can go follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Why write it? Follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Also, I was recently uh, interviewed by Nick Berlansky of Tip of the Iceberg. He is starting a new show, Hockey Hotbed. Uh, I will be on his first episode, which drops September 7th. So if you want to you know, follow along, and be ready for when that episode comes out. You can go follow him on Twitter at Hockey Hotbed Pod. That's at Hockey Hotbed Pod. Go make sure to check them out. Uh, make sure you go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We get some blogs there as well that you could read. Uh, you might as well go check those out while you're at it. Wherever you're listening, if you could raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. We'd really appreciate it. But whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when you sign up for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.